Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Thank you, Todd, for being here. This is extensive. Great job. Dawn, it has been too long since we have talked. I'm so glad to be back on the air with you. Thanks very much. You know, we we wanted to look at this. Well, let me tell you just a very quick story about a line from from some other coverage of this investigation by Dwayne Morris when it came out. And this is sort of what spurred us to do this. And I'm not really trying to really criticize the Bucks County Courier's coverage of this, although, I mean, I probably certainly could if I gave it some mm-hmm. attention. Um, but, you know, this, this one line after the, the, the report came out, the investigative report by Dwayne Morris came out, and this was about 75% of the way down through the article, but it said, Rinaldi, and that's the attorney who was giving the presentation to the school board, said Rinaldi spent a good chunk of his time trying to discredit Burgess. And Burgess is the teacher who all the all the controversies around him. It's the it's the allegations that the school board they retaliated against him because he supported LGBTQ students, right? So he is really the the flashpoint of this whole thing. Well, if you're just going to say, well, he spent some time trying to undermine his credibility. I mean, did he call him a Yankees fan? Is that what happened? <laughs> I mean. <laughs> And the thing is, is if you watch the presentation, it wasn't just that he tried to undermine his credibility. He brought up really dozens of pieces of evidence, emails, chat messages. Um, some of them came directly from Burgess between him and other you know, teachers. Some were between the, you know, the, the principal and the vice principal. And so I, I think it just, you know, that sentence stood out to me because it sort of underplayed the amount and the quality of the evidence that was presented that night. And I know that, I mean, gosh, like, like you were talking about, look, if you're talking about those homeowners, uh, you know, that are spending all their time shopping for a home based on the school district, I can promise you one thing. They don't have 90 minutes to watch this pre- this full presentation. Right, they've got kids to take care of. They're they're getting on with their lives, and so they're relying on these summaries to get to what the 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 real core, most important pieces of of the story are. And so we just thought, let's just try to to take out these pieces of evidence. We're not really going to write a story. We we'll just sort of lay them out for everyone. And really, this is I think of it as the in the same way as a voter guide before. Uh, you know, before an election where, okay, here's their stance on, you know, schools and their stance on guns. And, you, you know, you sort of just put it out in this 
you know, in a paragraph bullet point way. That's what we've tried to do here. Where we didn't write a story, we just said, you know, the, the investigators claimed this, here's the evidence, and then we gave you a screenshot or a link to the source um, so that you can very quickly look for the evidence you're, you're interested in the most, click on that link, see the screenshot, and hopefully, you know, do your own investigation. Yeah, and that's a piece of it that, you know, I say sarcastically, oh, I'm sure that the results of this, you know, the Inquirer, which, which routinely has headlines <clears throat> about Central Box and what's going on, nobody's really gone through and nobody's really done what you're doing at Broad and Liberty, which is taking us through and the, the allegation or, or the evidence as to what really happened here is disturbing. That, in other words, what they're basically saying through tracking the emails and everything is that a teacher who wanted, who, who basically wanted the outcome, it would seem, wanted the outcome for it to appear that there was this bullying, purposely, purposely did not report as per the policy, did not report anything that was going on with the kids. And so it, it's... It's really horrible to think about what happened to basically go along with a narrative. I'm in 100% agreement that, I, that yeah, I mean, it's, it's shocking uh, that the nature of, of that sort of the core allegation that the Dwayne Morris report presents, right? The counter uh, allegation. Um, and again, um, it's not as though they just cooked up a theory, you know, in between commercial breaks of the Sixers game. <laughs> they they went through, they said, you know, and this is something Ronaldi said at the beginning of his presentation was they did 45 interviews. The interview with teacher Burgess was sworn. Um, they went through more than 100,000 documents. So that gives you a nature, uh, an idea of the thoroughness of it. Could they have uh, interviewed other people like the ACLU is alleging that that the scope of who they investigated or, or the scope of who they interviewed wasn't broad enough and so so forth. I'm sure you could quite honestly always make that allegation in any investigation. But, um, yes, yeah, so I, I, I think that the to go back to what you're saying about just how shocking this would be if a teacher has engaged in that behavior. Um, this is where people really should look at the, the evidence as we've laid it out. I mean, um, Burgess himself said, uh, while, you know, interviewed under oath, uh, I mean, they said something to the effect of, so you're supposed to report bullying and harassment that you can't resolve in your classroom, right? And he says, right. And then they say, and you were not able to resolve these things in your classroom, right? And he says, right. And and so, I mean, essentially, they're pinning him down to where he's, he's acknowledging that he didn't report this. There's one interesting wrinkle here, and, and this, we did put this in our whole layout of evidence, is mm-hmm. Burgess filed suit. Now, keep in mind, all of the other things that you've heard about in the media, they are not lawsuits. Right. They are just civil rights complaints to the U.S. Department of Education. That's it. And in some cases media outlets have gotten this wrong. The Inquirer got this wrong when they published a scathing editorial against the district back in December. But finally now, 
Teacher Burgess has filed a lawsuit against the district. This happened about a month ago, and the ACLU lawyers are acting as his attorneys as he's doing this. Keep in mind, he, when he files this suit, he now has the advantage, so to speak, of knowing what he has been asked, of what he was asked in that sworn interview back in January. So depending on your point of view, I mean, you know, what he's saying here could be just could be purely truthful, or if you're less inclined to believe Mr. Burgess, you might believe that he was trying to head some things off at the pass. Mm -hmm. But in his lawsuit that he filed about a month ago, he basically said, well, student, student one, and this is the main student who was apparently receiving some bullying and harassment. He said, you know, we did talk about this and I thought about filing a discipline report against the students that were harassing him. But student one said he was afraid this might come back on him even harder. That may be true, but I still think Mr. Burgess has to answer as to whether or not he addressed that conundrum with school officials. Um, and, and certainly, you know, I mean, one of the easiest pieces of evidence that the, 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 the Dwayne Morris investigators presented during their whole findings were two school, school board policies that, that mandate reporting disciplinary actions and that these were, and they even got into a whole graph layout that, that's, you know, sort of breaks each of these kinds of bad behaviors down. And this, this bullying and harassment would have been a major incident and it would have required reporting and Burgess didn't report it. His only excuse right now that I'm aware of is that uh, he says the student said, well, if we do, this might come back on me. Um, and it, it still it still doesn't rise to the whole level of what you described earlier, that the school board was more or less sending to its principals these messages that we don't care about these students and they should don't give them any special uh, you know, attention. Uh, and there's just no evidence of that. Not at all. Yeah. And that's, you know, to your point about it, for me, uh, you know, as a parent, I would say this, that either, first of all, my question is, why is it up to this, the, the burden on one teacher? So in other words, if there's, I would change, I would immediately say, you got to change your policy so that the teacher, That's a great point. you know, take the burden off of the, there are people who want teachers to have firearms. They want, they, teachers have to do this, have the, teachers have enough to deal with, especially with the loss of learning during the pandemic. So my point of view is, take that burden off of a teacher and that teacher, it's not up to that teacher to make that call that teacher. And that's why I believe truly that when we have, we have schools right now, especially in Philadelphia that don't have a school nurse, let alone access to a psychologist. But from, from my standpoint, when you think about, look at what the lawsuit just filed or that was settled in New Jersey, which is a tragedy with a 17 year old bullied and literally bullied to death. And we're seeing that, the mental health crisis. An incredible tragedy. Oh, my God. Uh, so it, 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 it hits you right in the gut. It, it feels like someone punched you in the gut when you read yes. what really went on in that New Jersey story. Um, and that was a you know, private boarding school that had access right. to all of these things. Oh, my goodness. So my, my standpoint is, you know, Mr. Burgess, whether you want to believe that he's a teacher who has, who's full of heart and caring for these kids – and, and so when it, with a child saying, a middle school age kid saying, Mr. Burgess, please don't report this or I'm going to blah, 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 you know, that puts that teacher then 
whether you want to believe the teacher did this for sort of nefarious, you know, had an agenda, or whether you believe the teacher just really had that child's um, best interest and felt like if I do this, then the kid is not going to confide in me anymore. I just think take that burden away from any teacher and immediately have a policy where you involve some kind of a psychologist who can get to the bottom of this because the self-harm issue and the depression and and our, we know we have a crisis with mental health with kids. So for me, right there, I would say that's a policy, a crack in the policy that they need to immediately address, that that burden never should have been in the hands of one teacher to even make that call. Right, I would agree. And But in that case, um, you know, you're, you're certainly talking about something that is, is generic school um, discipline policy that's not, um, it, in other words, it's not as though the district somehow tried to implement that to harm LGBT students, which is right. kind of the gist of what others have been saying is like, others have been saying, if anything, if, if something did fall through a crack of some kind, they were saying, actually, it's, it's, it's because of the malicious environment that the now Republican majority led school board has created by, you know, having a policy that removes political signage in classes. And, and so, I mean, there just seems to be such a large disconnect between the policy I just described and what you just described. Right. Right. Um, And so, look, I I think you're right. Um, I think, you know, your, your comparison to like Philly schools and, and the New Jersey school, mm-hmm. uh, very apropos. But the thing is, is even if Burgess, uh, like you said, like even if you sort of give him the benefit of the doubt that he was in a rock and a hard place and so forth, what's beyond a shadow of a doubt here is that he told this student and his mother that he did not think the district or that the school would appropriately handle the complaint if they did complain. Right. Um, and so and what that wasn't Rinaldi his call. Said the, that, right. And that, what, what exactly what Rinaldi said in the investigation, he said, when a teacher like this tells a student and their mother yeah. that he said, that's, that's tantamount to telling them not to file a complaint. Yeah. You're basically telling them not to file. And the other evidence that, again, that, you know, if people will go to broadandliberty.com, uh, it, it should be anywhere on the homepage right now, just a summary of evidence presented at Central Bucks Investigation. Some of the most important evidence, I think, really had nothing to do with Burgess whatsoever. Mm-hmm. The principal, Gene Solo, has been dragged through the mud through this whole thing. Like, in particular, Keith Olbermann tweeted out, let's end her career. Um, and I won't get into the minor incident that started this whole thing because it's it's so minor. But email after email shows Principal Salo, and this is this is before Burgess was placed on administrative leave. This was before the controversy erupted. So we can pretty reasonably presume that people were, you know, just acting on their own accord as they would. They had no sense that what they were doing was going to be examined by investigators later. And email after email shows Principal Jean Solo reaching out to, for example, there's an email where she reaches directly out to Burgess and she says, hey, I know that this particular student, that he's had a rough time. Um, 
has his situation changed any? Is there anything we can do? And Burgess emails back and he goes, no, the situation hasn't changed much. Here are some students he might like to be in class with next year, and that's it. Right? So unbelievable. whatever you say about Burgess, what's, uh, what is undeniable is that the, the administrators at Lenape Middle School, Gene Salo and the vice principal, Lauren Dowd, they were being professional in every respect uh, towards, towards not just you know, bullying and harassment allegations of LGBTQ students, but I mean, they, they were looking out for all of their students like we would want any principal and vice principal would do. I mean, if there's if there's evidence to the contrary of that, I just haven't seen it yet. So I think that's some of the most important evidence people can look at. There's even an email where Principal Salo says she and I'm paraphrasing here, but she essentially says, I'm hearing rumors that that there's some harassment of this student going on, but no reports are reaching my desk. Oh, my goodness. Right. And that's an incredible I mean, that's like that's in March of 22 and Burgess was suspended in May. Right. And let me I I know we're getting close to to our time, but if I could just make one quick little thing based on my historical work as a a reporter, you know, people that know me through Broad and Liberty, you know that I'm not a Philly native. I apologize for that. I spent 10 years in Colorado. I went through a very similar thing where a conservative majority was elected to the second biggest school district in the state. And this happened in, you know, they were sworn in in 2013. And almost the exact same thing happened here was things, sort of chaotic things were fomented from the inside, like student walkouts, um, you know, collaborating with teachers to sort of create controversies. And then the media would, you know, the television media and so forth would jump on these controversies Yes. And the point wasn't to say, well, these conservatives are, you know, they're, they're wrongheaded on policy X. The point was just to make the, in my opinion, having watched that whole thing play out, the point was to make the policy look as though it were in complete chaos and that there, there just was no possible way to, to stop the chaos mm-hmm. but to get rid of these school board members. And I just get the strong sense that a lot of what's going on now is very much in the same mold. If we can present a district that's in from from a, from the left's perspective, I think they think if we can present a district that's com- in complete chaos, voters will just get tired. They'll throw their hands up and say, I just want normal back. Todd Shepard, thank you so much for joining us today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. 
Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 